Hello and welcome back to the Tough Robbie Podcast. Please do it's got two usuals back in the studio. Zach and Harvey, how are you boys? Doing very well, doing very well. It's great to be back on the pod um, for some for some preview. Back to our back to our roots, I suppose. A step away from all the all the players we've had on. Um, no, it's uh, it's good to be back on. Obviously, I'm not filling the void this week of a an ex professional or professional rugby player. I'm sorry out there, but um, no, yeah, it's good to be back to the usual trio and uh, plenty of good stuff to chat about as well. So, looking forward to it. Back to waffling and rambling, but. It's what we do best, isn't it? Um, there's plenty of rugby to chat about. We're going to do a bit of a European Cup preview, chat about the Champions Cup semis, chat about the Challenge Cup semis. Then we're going to throw in our final Lions bolters, just who we think is an outside-the-box pick and maybe have a little Lions debate because I feel you need to e-count as much Lions chat as you can get for the squad's out. Any excuse for Lions and we will take it. Any excuse, that's it. But we'll, start with, we'll start with some news. Um, just... One main bit of news really is um, from an Ulster's perspective is Rui Best is going to be coached down in Seattle Seawolves. Um, bit of an odd one. Not one we expected. We don't really know who's going to be looking after the farm when he's away. <laughs> or Bambridge. Or just Bambridge in general. <laughs> virtual, virtual milking or whatever. But yeah, I didn't think Bestie would do that. I thought he was, he was going to be homegrown, academy type man, help out with the line out maybe a bit. But Seems to be wanting to do the coaching and do it properly. I'm really intrigued to see um, the if it was Peter Nelson effect was the clincher. Seattle Seawolves man, is, is he still a Seattle Sea Seawolves man? He definitely was. He's no, he's moved on. He's in the uh, Prudy Free now, I think. Prudy. Oh really? Two, but he's, he's, he's moved. moved on. Yeah, he's lower leagues in France, but. Okay. Well, Bob there. Dave, Dave Budsby's there. Yeah. The, he was ex Ulster. So there is Ulster links there. I think you think you and, could be right. And Alan Clark's going as well. Um, as well, which is interesting because I thought he was going to Dallas, but apparently now he's going to Seattle Seawolves. So he clearly sees clearly sees a bit of potential out there, doesn't he? Um, and money. So it's not very yeah, the, yeah. Like like you said though, I I never saw Bestie as the lifestyle kind of man. I thought he was just your, you know, lobbing Farm. balls at his target in his barn, but. Potentially, he's got a new spank, brand spanking new barn out in a uh, Seattle. There's, there's a, yeah, there's a high chance that he just sees. Actually, the MLR is is the up and coming thing, and you want to board the train, the bandwagon before it's classed as a bandwagon, I suppose. Um, so, I mean, fair play to him. We wish him all the best. I think. Yeah, no, I, we wish him all the best, and I think he'll he'll get on great there, and he's he should be a good coach. I don't know if it's good captain, hundred caps always means you're a good coach, but. We'll get on to the previews, but someone who did get 100 caps, Ronald Gar, is doing a great job in the coaching scene. In my opinion, if you are a leader, if you are that, you should be a good coach, really, because it's all about communicating with your players, and that is the key fundamental of a captain. I've, I've seen him coach before. Um, the Ulster Primary Schools competition, I was there. Set up a try in front of him. <laughs> good times. I think he was coaching like Bambridge Academy or, or Bambridge Primary School. So uh, I've seen him coach. Um, as a ten-year-old, and yeah, I I can say that he, uh, we beat them. So, so well, best uh, luck, bestie. <laughs> best of luck, bestie. I'm sure I'll get on well. Anyway, we'll get on to previews. Um, we'll just do it in game order. So, first game of the weekend for the Champions Cup is Bordeaux Begle and Toulouse. Um, 
An interesting one. Border Begler probably not expected to be there, um, but they're at their own right. Uh, last minute Jelly Bear 50 odd meter penalty to seal it against Racing and a boring game, but a fantastic finish to it. <sighs> Toulouse will be heavy favourites, there's no doubt about that, but I don't know. Can you rule Border Begler out? It'd be Pretty annoying, though, if you have a Bordeaux Begel, Arshel Champions Cup final. That's far from European prestige, but fairs to Bordeaux Begel, and I think they need a bit of respect. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not my pick of the pick of the round, shall we say? But you never know. Like the fact you they put away Racing, you know, like they 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 put them away, so you can't you can't write them off. Obviously, Toulouse are heavy favourites. Uh, fantastic. In Toulouse as well. It's in Toulouse, but then again, is there fans? I don't think there is fans allowed at it. So I mean, kind of look, kind of levels the playing field a bit more. But um, I think for me, going back watching Toulouse Monster, they were truly fantastic, um, and they'll be very hard to beat. Very hard to beat. I think the the romance definitely lies in a lens to Toulouse final, doesn't it? We I think you see Toulouse as potentially the real combat to to Leinster because I know you Irish boys potentially there's a bit of pride in seeing Leinster get there year in year out, but there's no doubt even if Bordeaux Begley the way they've been this year, seeing three French teams in those final four has got to be a positive no matter what happens, um, no matter who gets through, no matter who wins it. Um, and I think Bordeaux Begley have just had that kind of no die attitude, haven't they? They've just been going out, disrespecting anyone, and full of confidence, which is fair enough to them. Um, they, beat, they beat Bristol in the last sixteen, and they beat Racing. So, while two, two of the arguably yeah. big boys, two of the big boys. So they they are they are a crack inside. You can't you cannot write them off, but it is at the same time. It's just very hard to see to lose. Um, what about the big matchup, Jelly Bear against Rantamac? The two, for me now, they're both battling out for the French 10 jersey. I don't think it's a, it's as, it's not as much people like Rantamac's got that jersey for the next decade. I don't think it's like that anymore. I think it's a genuine 50 50 toss up, especially how Jelly Bear's playing. He is quality. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. Like, if, if you're a French rugby fan right now you're living the dream because you're seeing both i think at this point you probably arguing world-class tens battling it out in a european cup semi-final like there's no greater sight to see you know the last time you probably saw something like that was probably 09 maybe yogara v sexton uh, but at that point they're kind of battling it out for their international jersey it's probably the last time we've probably seen something like that uh it's going to be a great matchup it depends. I suppose it depends. Yeah, obviously the ten twelve partnership going forward, but it is. I was going to say the uh, the uniqueness the uniqueness of the fact is is as much as we say it's like Ogara Sexton, it's not too it's not an old man getting pushed out by a young man. These are two guys mm-hmm, who've got ten years in them plus. It's point. honestly crazy. We like we saw Rantamak push on, you know, towards the back end of the World Cup and pushing on from there and thought right this man's it and Jalibers come out of nowhere and you've got two guys who haven't really solidified the spot yet and are still fighting for it, which is credit to France, as we always say, because they have got ridiculous, just ridiculous levels in that in that setup. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. I still think Antimax are slightly more chiseled, slightly more well-rounded 10 than Jalibert, but there's no doubt Jalibert is an incredible talent. And you got to remember, Yeah, I think you got to remember as well, like if 
you know, if Jalibar has a great game, if there's a if there's a person on that starting fifteen for Bordeaux who are gonna pull them through to the final, it's gonna be him. And if he does have a big game, um, you know, you'll be asking serious questions. I think Nantamach is just lucky that you know, you know there's no real big international fixtures on the horizon. So, but it's gonna be a great matchup, tasty matchup. It, re- it relates a little bit to. Uh... It relates a little bit too as well to what uh, Niall Annette said a couple of weeks ago on our podcast saying that um, mm, the downside of rotation is you give these boys opportunities and unfortunately Entermax injury brought in the opportunity for Jalabert to prove himself on the international stage. And mm, that's a good point. I bet you never wish you broke that jaw in this now because Jesus <laughs> Christ, he's got himself a battle from, from this point forward for the rest of his career. Uh, but on yeah, the flip... It's not what you want. On the flip side though, for me, what's not fair is that Randomac has Dupont uh, as his half-pack partner, I think that's a real advantage that you have. And then you've got Cheslin Colby out in one wing. You've got talent everywhere. Actually, shout out to Johan Uge, who's hung up the boots. Um, had to retire due to injury, which is fair play to him. An absolute baller in his own right. Um, bit of an annoying player, but without him, Toulouse still have plenty of talent. And for me, it's not just their backs. They've got a really good pack. Jerome Keanu, um has proven that he was not done since when he when, when he yeah. won the World Cup and left the All Blacks. He's got plenty of left in the tank. That's World Cup winning experience. I think their pack is outstanding. Their backs are on fire. I think prediction-wise, I think they're going to blow them away. I think it's going to be Leinster, what joint. I think they're, they're going to beat them by 15 points. Wow. I'm going to go for a little... 25 10 there's there's no doubt there's no doubt it's going to be high scoring they beat Racing 34-16 on the weekend um, we could see something similar I think if not heavier which is honestly mad to say in a semi-final um, I think I'm I'm not far away from what you're saying Telf I think it's going to be chuck a figure out there 31-17 is my guess yeah, I think this is as much as we chat about. You can't write 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 off Bordeaux. Like this is an opportunity for Le- for sorry not Leinster to lose to properly establish themselves as a European giant going forward for the next couple of years. The same way Saris when they won it the first time, establishing themselves in Toulon and Leinster. I think this is this could be to lose's big year um, back at the top. So I'm gonna go big win to lose and with you, Tuff. Yeah, well, that's maybe a bit disrespectful, Zach, because they are European giants, but they've been, from my opinion, they're sleeping giants. They're, they're sleep, yeah, they're sleeping giants. What I mean is, they're you know, it's it's this generation know. are European yeah, winners. It, this is this is an opportunity for them to establish themselves as the big team going forward in terms of actual form and actually winning stuff rather than being just a giant because of the history is what I'm trying to say yeah then on to the other side another giant with their history Leinster um Leinster La Rochelle for me that's the game of the weekend mm. I I'm gonna properly get in the La Rochelle hype train now Lugara signed until 2024 I they're joint top of the league on points with Toulouse both on 67 points They've got Ehi West, Will Skelton, Brees Doolan, Aldridge. This team is a proper team. This isn't for me. I think Bora Begler having a bit of a dream run. I think this La Rochelle team is the future of French rugby. I think they're going to be up there for the next couple of years. 
And I think Leinster really are in for a big one, especially in La Rochelle. It's going to be a cracker. I know, big but goals. I just, I think you're right, Tough. Like, I think, especially with Rog staying on and just La Rochelle are going in, in the right places. They've been knocking on the door for a while now, in the past couple of years. But at the same time, can you really just see Leinster losing? That's my thing. Like, do you honestly see Leinster losing? I just can't see it. Leinster are just a weird side. They're the, the kind of side that you'd never really see. It's a bit like Sexton. You never really see them in that final gear until they need to. So it's very hard to sometimes actually understand where they're at or what type of Leinster we're going to see. And usually nine times out of ten, they do just pull out the Leinster magic and grind away and win. And before you know it, it's, you know, they're winning stuff. It's it's a hard one to call. Um, La Rochelle are an exciting side and I want to believe the romance of them overturning the Giants, if you know what I mean, and bringing on that kind of new era. Um, but I'm struggling. I'm not just going to be safe here. I'm struggling to look past Leinster. I'm struggling yep. to just see someone put them away. It's it was hard, in like, the RDS. It's, it's different. I know, but like, it would be different if there were fans as well, especially like French. It's so hard to go away and win in France. Like, it just is. It's just the the rule of Northern Hemisphere rugby but at the same time with no fans it's a different playing field even without Sexton you still got quality 10 um, I'm not sure who's starting either Ross or his brother Harry like one of the other uh, Harry got injured or... against Monster yeah. so theme of Harry Burns career at the minute um, but it looks like it'll be Ross um, Ross can do it and if Ross is starting to do it in European semis it really asks the question why can you not do it in an Irish shirt because True. You're you're very close, and if Ross Byrne is this is this too far? But if Ross Byrne puts in a mile match performance in a European Cup semi final, how far is he away from Warren Gatlin's plans? <laughs> no, he's far away from Warren Gatlin's plans. <laughs> I'm just gonna knock that one out of the park right now. That we're <laughs> we are not having this discussion. We're not even gonna have it later on in the pod. <laughs> he's not. There's no way. <laughs> I appreciate the the question but no way audacity There's just no way but he, like it's just how much strength Leinster have you, you're seeing the um the Ty Furlong um rumors about Worcester and stuff like that and yeah. the fact the fact that they have Andrew Porter just sitting there like it's not really an issue if he goes like the standards won't drop and the same when Sexton gets injured they have Ross Byrne internationals replace of internationals and for me in Sandy Park, I was just watching the champions. Like that was unbelievable. To go down to go down fourteen mm. points early and then to destroy the former European champions and just tell them these are not European royalty. There is there's levels in this European game and Exeter, you're not at our level. I think sometimes you can play your 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 big game too early. And I think if La Rochelle come out again, Leinster and go down 14 points, I don't think Leinster will do it again. Um, you've seen them chase before. Saracens, they chased and they didn't get there last year and now they've gone behind early against Exeter. So that first 20s massive for Leinster they need to get out the blocks early and actually start well because they can't be chasing again because they will get found out if they do continue to chase like this. But I'm just trying to play devil advocate a bit because I do think La Rochelle are one big loss, kind of a you've lost you've lost a really tight game to Leinster, learn from this and come back next year. I think that's the stage Ugara's at. 
is they're in that learning phase where they need that kind of this is how you win in Europe. Leinster proves it to us in those championship minutes. They want it. So in terms of predictions, as much as I want to get on the Larishell hype, I am going to go Leinster to squeak it out. Classic Leinster, as Harvey says. And I'm going to go Leinster by three. Wow. That's that very tight. That is very tight. I'm looking um, forward to that game if it goes that way. I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Sunday afternoon. Um, I'm going to go Leinster to win by double figures. Like 11, 12 points, I think. I think it's going to be a tight game. Like, I'll, I'll admit it, I think it will be a tight game. I think the first, I think you're right, Tell if the first 20 minutes are key, who can really establish themselves in the game. Um, can Leinster, because I think Leinster just really failed to establish themselves against Saris in the semi-final in the first 20 minutes. And so you'd be looking for them to respond from that and to, and to not do it again, basically. So I think, but I just think it'll be tight. And then with maybe 60, 70 minutes gone, I think Leinster will just pull away. They'll just have too much. Um, but it'll be the best learning curve ever for La Rochelle at the same time. Yeah, I can see La Rochelle firing out the blocks, as most of you, both of you said. Um, I could potentially even see him grabbing a lead like Exeter did. And then mm. the Leinster men start rolling. And once they start rolling, it's very hard to stop them. That's it. um, it's just, I think for La Rochelle, it's just a matter of not letting them get in that groove. And if they do get in that groove, time it so that, you know, you've got perfect ways to kind of counteract it. Um but yeah, I'm I'm thinking 29-23 to Leinster is my guess. But I think Larochelle will yeah. come out the blocks early. Fair enough. It's just that's what I'm saying. Like how long how long are you gonna keep? But maybe that's just Leinster's strategy, is like they're they're a bit like we Floyd Mayweather. They kind of they warm up into fights, they take the first two couple of rounds off, they learn their opponent a bit, and then just KO. But they have the confidence, <laughs> don't they? They don't get it's like they've got the maturity, they've they've all been here before. So going a couple points, a couple scores down in a semi-final doesn't bother them. It's not going to freak them out. Whereas you, you could see Leinster coming out early doors and potentially this La Rochelle side freaking out a little bit. And you, you then you never know. You never know what's going to happen from there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. They have experience. Like you can't buy it. predictability around them. There's a predictability around them. And it's, it's one of those predictabilities that's very hard to stop. But yeah. but yeah, we're predicting a, a European classic then to lose Leinster final, which is that's unmissable. Simple as that. that. Is that is. So good. But you never know. There, we're saying there could definitely be a dark horse in there. Then jumping over to the Challenge Cup semis, um, Ulster uh, Tigers, Leicester Tigers. A bit annoying for me as an Ulster fan and Zach, um, just playing these Premiership clubs every week. But from an Ulster perspective, just keep putting the Premiership clubs away. Because That's in my so opinion, also we finished top four in the Premiership, so um, yeah, I would, I'd like to think they could put Leicester Tigers away. Um, I think it's a European Cup semi, though. I know it's Challenge Cup, but I don't think it'll be a big high-scoring game like semi-finals or semi-finals end of the day. But I, I, I'm seeing this also team go places. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm confident. Uh, I don't want to be too confident and seem stupid because I know this Leicester Tigers team on the flip side have come into good form. They've got back in the bandwagon. It's not they're not a laughing stock. They're gonna get relegated and stuff. They've got their club back on the straight and narrow. Youngs and Ford, like they have experience there. But yeah, I don't know, Zach. I don't know who you think is gonna be kind of the match winners. Your man, Kundog, or any other players because it's the last chance to put some hands up for those other players if they do want to get in Lions tours as well. Yeah, I think it's probably a big game. 
or Ian Henderson maybe. Um, just to kind of probably him, he's looking to really secure himself on that on on the plane. Um, yeah, it, it's a, it's a big game. It's a big game for Ulster. I think this is a real bit development year. Very young squad. You look at that backline, um, and just I think just the the squad from one to twenty three. It's very young. Yeah, you know we're seeing we're watching boys that we used to play with. Health, we're um, you know boys younger than us who so we didn't never got a chance to play. <laughs> Um, it's crazy that way. So it's important, I think, that also just keep going and 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 just win the Challenge Cup and just see it as this real development year, and then really push on next year. Um, I'm I'm in agreement. I think Leicester are are in a good place, but at the same time, do they have enough to really beat arguably the one of the top three sides in the Pro Fourteen? I don't I don't think so. Um, I I don't buy it. I don't I don't think they'll they'll have enough essentially. Um, be great to watch Johnny McPhillips if he's on the bench. Um, come on against his former team. That would be that would be nice to watch. I think a nice wee matchup. But yeah, I can't I can't see Ulster are losing. I'm confident. I'm not confident. Don't know, Harvey, what you think from a kind of English perspective? You you you've seen a lot of those players play. Your youngs, your forwards, a lot of good young talent. Freddie Stewart at fullback. A lot of people are hyping him up for England call ups. Our man George Martin. Um, <laughs> I think Leicester won't. It's Welford Road, like they're in their heads. They're going. In their heads, they're going to the final. Like they're not as confident as All Star from the flip side. But I think going to Northampton Saints and putting away at Franklin's Gardens put a statement down to say we're not our star. It did. I know there's no fans, but we'll come. We'll come to our place. We were both. um, So we were both at the uh, the game last time. All Star and Leicester met. uh, Leicester met met at Welford Road and uh, it was a very good game it was a very good game um, I think it'll be a little bit more open than that game when that happened I think it was just a Balakoon try that separated the two teams on that day um, I don't know how much to read into Leicester's recent form obviously they lost the last two games in the Premiership quite tight um, but you could see that as you know they're kind of winding the arm getting ready for the getting ready for the semi-final um, but then against Premiership they usually disrespect Europe so you never know um, I think Ulster have got enough to be honest yeah. Um, even coming from an English perspective, I do think Ulster have got enough. I think this is Ulster's game to lose, even with it being at, um, over in Leicester. But there's no doubt this Leicester side, you know, they've had a rough few years and they're getting back together and they've got a hell of a lot of experience. Obviously, that nine and 10 combination says it all. Um, and there's plenty of exciting young talent, like you've mentioned, Telf, coming through. Um, we see, it'd be nice to see uh, Nandolo, see how much of an impact he has. I, I just love watching the yeah, big boys. Enough. I know I know they don't get a lot of respect yeah, from you enough. sometimes, Telf. Being a being a wee man with good feet, I know you. I know you've got a different style of rugby, but yeah, um, health can chop him. He can chop him. There's no doubt. Uh, you know, if he gets ball, I don't know if he's going to start or whatever. But um, there could stuff could happen. But for me, Ulster have got enough class. I think Ulster need to get to this final more than Leicester do. Um, and I think for that reason, I'm back in the Ulster men to get to the final. Yeah, this that. is kind of Ulster's be all and end all. This is their is. trophy. Like Rainbow Cup didn't go well against Connor, and I could tell by the way that game started. It felt like a preseason game and just a a game to fill the fill the schedule. Whereas yeah. Leicester Tigers are solid. Leicester still got plenty to fight for. The, the season's far Prem. from done. So yeah. yeah, exactly. They're chasing. They're chasing. So, that's, not, that's a really good point, Harvey. So what we go on prediction wise? I'm gonna go. Ulster by Ulster by seven, not as nervy as it was against Northampton. They'll get it done a bit earlier, hopefully this time. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm gonna go Ulster winning by double figures again. I think um winning by maybe twelve, thirteen points in the end up. I think I think it's gonna be within within fifteen. I don't think it's gonna be a blow away. Um but I'm saying like twenty eight, twenty. You know, within eight sort of thing. I think it'll be comfortable. I think you'll win it. I don't think you'll be crying at the end of the game, but yeah. Well, hopefully like it's to, hopefully so, it's not as tight as Northampton because you boys not, might not be able to deal with that. The heart might go. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very true. <laughs> You've made a good point, Zach. Like the players that are playing this weekend have a real advantage just to finish in Gatlin's heads. I know he's probably picked the squad, but the, if there is kind of a Johnny Gray or Ian Henderson, those real 50-50 calls, you put a man of match performance in in Europe, you get an advantage because only only those well you can't pick from the French team so really only those what well, Bath Bath Ulster and Leinster are the only real people that can put themselves in the window so yeah I think you look at like maybe the likes of George Ford I know we've written him off but if he if he wants a chance then Friday night is his chance um. You even maybe look at Ben Youngs. Ben Youngs, another example where this is your chance yeah. to really cement your place or really stick up your hand. Um, so in that case, two major players for Leicester as well. If they have a great game, you'd be worried as an Ulster fan, I think, because I'll dictate. But we shall see. We shall see. Who do you think they'll meet in the final then out of Bath and Montpellier? Oh, I hope Bath, even though I want to play a non-premiership team, but I want to see Cam Redpath up against the Ulster men. <laughs> <laughs> my absolute hero. <laughs> he should be going to the Lions, in my opinion. Well, we'll get onto our bowlers in a minute, but Redpath's a good shout and kind of Underhill and stuff. They're, Bath have a good side, Watson and all. A lot of them still have something to prove, which I feel will help Bath. It's at, it's at the wreck. I reckon Bath will get to the final as well, but it'll be Ulster Bath final, and then Ulster will have to then beat Bath. So they'll beat Harlequins, Northampton, Leicester, and Bath. <laughs> <laughs> the worst European run you can get in terms of excitement. But in and- some ways, it, it it adds to the discussion about um you know hiring the Irish sides against yeah you know that well there's your answer right there like I'd take um I'd take Bath over Montpellier to be honest. I'm big Pollard, big Pollard could be back as well. Big, yeah, that'd be huge. That would be, that would be, that would be huge. But I think, yeah, Bath, Bath seem to be in a weird place at the moment. Like pushed Wasps all the way last weekend. Very unlucky, you could argue in the end up. Um, red card just being the difference as, as usual these days. So, uh, big, big match, big match for Sam Underhill. Um, big match for him. But we'll, I suppose we'll get onto that. I'll go I'll go Bath by five. I think Montpellier will fire a few shots. And part of me wants to say Montpellier, but I haven't seen enough of Montpellier to make really a comment on them. And what I did see of them was get absolutely drilled at home by Leinster in the Europe. And I looked at that team and went, that is far from yeah. a good side. So right. I'm, I'm still holding that against. It was an atrocious. <laughs> such a weak side that night. It was Leinster's Pro 14 team. like um. So for that reason alone, I don't think they, they're that bothered about Europe. And... Yeah, I'm going to go Bath. Comfortable. Yeah, comfortable, Arthur. I'm with you. Big performance by Cam Redpath. Too late to get in the Lions, but... Uh... <laughs> big, Harvey, big... what do you think? No, yeah, I'm going to back you, boys. Um, I'm reckoning Bath. Are Bath will get through. Us? I think this is the first yeah. time in a while we've all been... Uh, there's no, there's, there is something in me that wants to see Montpellier get there because I do like the whole like rise of the French. I do think it's very cool. So it would be nice to see a French team in both... Um, yeah, French team in both finals would be would be quite cool to see for a French, um, you know. But hey, 
but we'll, we'll, we've been touching team. it. We've been touching on it for a few players now. We'll get on to kind of our final calls. Lions teams announced next Thursday, so we're going to throw out a few final bolters here. People that maybe haven't been put in kind of the headlines that will hundred percent go and basically are getting their kit ready. Gallon, you got four medium hoodies, a small, a small um, vest top, etc., etc. These boys maybe if the squad comes out there themselves are freaking out being like, what is going on? Um, and I feel there is a few, you usually get one or two per tour. You do get them. They always happen. So I've wrote down a few names. First one I want to throw out there is Jack Noel. So he hasn't played. He hadn't played since the champion or well, the premiership final. What was that? October. And he's just come back and played there at the weekend against Bristol. And people are talking about him being like Gatlin had him in his 23 in the previous tour. Jack Noel's the type of player that doesn't need a lot of game time. You can't throw him in. He's one of those rare players that you just throw him in and he and he steps up. Um, I do like the idea of it. And with North now getting injured, ACL out, someone like some a little workhorse like Noel is a good squad player to have. And the more I think about it, the more I'm talking myself into the idea. But the, it's just does he have enough rugby in him? Well, this is this is this is. I think it it it's 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 an interesting debate because Gatlin does like him. You know, people the the argument of well, he was in the previous twenty three like that. That's huge when you consider the back threes that were available to Gatlin and Jack Noel just like getting in there. Like that was it's impressive. My only concern is this can go one or two ways. Jack Noel needs game time. It's highly likely Exeter at least making a semi-final of the Premiership, if not the final, because they showed at the weekend that they are the team to beat the Premiership. Yes, Bristol are flying and whatever, but Exeter are cracking side. So that's a positive in terms of Exeter get the whole way to the final, which is the same day as the Japan game, and Jack Noel has enough game time and he and these goes, and Gatlin works in that assumption. However, um, there's always that element where players on the fringes do maybe they need more time being immersed in the squad so there's no point bringing them if they're going to be in the premiership final and that's just too late that's that's where i'm going it's like either way it's either positive or negative um for me louis samet i think all the Sack, he's not a bowler he's 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 got his kit already he's no cool. i don't know i don't know like there is I, don't know. I know. I I said as well. I said as well. He was one of those that he is a bit raw, but is you're right. It's just his performance. You you said seeing his week. finish again with Gloucester on the weekend was incredible. He was a just. He's got that. He's got that kind of factor that a lot of people are talking about with these world class wingers now, where they are just. He gets the ball, and you expect something to happen. Like something will happen when the man has the ball in his hand. It's crazy. Yeah, I think if anything, I think. George North getting injured doesn't help Jack Noel. I think it helps other 13s out there. If we want to, if we get out of those later. With, rega- with regards to the Jack Noel, with regards to the Jack Noel thing, in my opinion, and this is where it's hard to like speculate, I think Gatlin's made his decision yes or no already. Like, I think he made his decision a long time ago because I think it's risky. You know, I, I personally think he's not going to take him. And I think it's unfortunate for Jack Noel because there's no doubt. Before his injury, he was fully involved in the England setup. He was playing really well for Exeter. Um, like you said, Gats likes him as well. So you could have seen him just being, a, you know, a no-doubter on the, on the team sheet, which would have been crazy. But um, 
I think it's unfortunate for him, but just with the lack of game time he's had, he's not really going to have an opportunity now with the whole Japan overlap and everything else to really, really, really play at the top level. You know, he's not, they're not in the Champions Cup or anything like that. So um, I think that could be the difference maker, unfortunately, for Jack Noll. Um, but there's no doubt he's up there when he's, you know, fully match fit, fully match sharpness, Jack Noll. But it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's fair enough. I'm I, I'm gonna have to agree with Harvey. It's unfortunate for Jack Newell. I think he's a cracking player as well. Very similar to George North. You're right, Telf. But yeah, I just don't think he don't just think he industrious. Gets in. Not really similar in build, but industrious. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we're all I think we're all on the right path here. Just maybe too early, but too we could be we could be way too, off. It could be, be way off. Wouldn't, wouldn't raise too many eyebrows. It's someone that people haven't really talked about. Um, just in terms of North getting injured, then. Um, we all had him in our squads and our on a podcast. You want to check it out? Who is then just the straight George North out? Who's in that you hadn't put in your squads? For me, I'm Henry Slade's now in. I know Henry Slade's on the fringes of my squad. Personally, I was even home with him and I went on form with North. So for me, that's Slade straight in. But I know I don't know. Did you take Slade? I know Harvey, you took Slade, so you're gonna have to think of someone else. But it, it does open the door. I'm just going to double check my squads here. I'm pretty sure I didn't take Johnny May. So Johnny Yeah, because I think May, no, you, you took George North as a winger. Yes, I took George North took as, him a as a center. Exactly. So I think Johnny May goes for me. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I think it means Farrell definitely goes as well now because definitely need an extra center now. Yeah. So... No, I think um, in terms of a replacement for me, like obviously I had Henry Slade in my setup anyway. So um, for me, nothing massively changes. Trying to think off the top of my head, any any players that I would potentially be like, <laughs> stupidly, I didn't take Johnny Davis. So I'd probably just slot him in there because I didn't take Jonathan Davis. So it's a fairly easy, it's a get out clause for me, I guess you can say. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be my replacement. Yeah, there's no real, I don't think there's like a center bowler. Cam Redpath, we spoke about him there. <laughs> Not hope. Cam Redpath and like Ollie Lawrence are the two that get a lot of hype, but I do think yeah. both of them are still just a little bit too early in their career. Yeah, too, um, too, too premature. If anything, it would, be, it would damage them, I think, if they went. Cam Redpath, you never know if he had a full Six Nations. You never know. Because if he played like he played against England, you never know. Um, and I do think it's just too early for Ollie Lawrence. I, I, like, you, cause you know my opinion of him, and I just don't think he's at the level yet for England, let alone the Lions. So. Um, there's someone I so there's someone I put in my squad, which I'm pretty sure you boys didn't put in, which is uh, Keith Earls. Does Keith Earls definitely go now? Does he does he go now that North's injured? If, if, is he 100 We're assuming yeah. if we're swimming, the swap is winger for winger because there's a, there's 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 a good shout. It's a shame if Monster were still in the European Cup, then it's. Even more I questions. don't. I know it's a bit stupid, but I don't think Stockdale now is that far off going as just a, a big George North type winger. Really? If you're going, if you're going swap for swap, and you want to bring in a big physical winger, it'll be Lou or Stockdale. But if Gatland wants to go safe and not, which is Gatland, I think you're spot on, and I think Earls now I really. Goes. I think Earls is sitting down in the in the monster ready for, in the monster kind of kitchen and getting his lunch ready and now he's focusing right when's Nightsman on Murray Murray do you know Nightsman's on have you told anything yet <laughs> he'll be like that because he'll he'll think now that he's if he doesn't go it's more of a surprise now than if he does go here's another one for you Simon Zebo. Simon Zebo. I said Simon 
Simon, Simon Zebo. <laughs> Does he go? Liam Williams then goes as like a winger fullback. Nah, nah. Zebo nah. okay. only yeah. did stuff in that Champions Cup final. He's really had a injury hit season. Bit in and out. Underhill is a one that we need to discuss now as well. Yep. None of us had Underhill in really. I don't know, but he wasn't fit when we made the tie, was he? And he's yeah, but been out he's fit. He's, fit. he's back. He's chopping, and I could see it happening. I could see Sam under in my squad. I could see Sam Underhill replacing Sam Simmons. Um, that's, I think it's a real possibility. Sam Underhill with the international pedigree behind him. Um, he's he's he, he is phenomenal. Like you could you could see you could just see Underhill Curry. The, the issue I love Underhill. I absolutely like love him. The Kamikaze brothers. They are just the boys. Um, I could see them both starting for the Lions and I wouldn't be surprised if it happened, him and Tom Curry. But I think the one thing that's going to is gonna like hurt Sam Underhill in a way is just how good Hamish Watson's been. With Hamish Watson having the the, the time he has in, in the Six Nations, I think that's going to hurt him. But I could still see him going. I could still see him going because I think Sam Underhill is world-class. I think he's one of the best out there. And... But it depends how the dynamic he, the dynamic he takes in the back row. Because obviously, if you're going to take a few hybrids and stuff, then you never know who's going to slot in and how many out and outs he actually wants. Um, so here's one for you, right? And this is linked with Sam Underhill because they play for the same club in the, in the back row together. This man puts Valatoy at six because he's that good. And he has played man of the match performance after man of the match performance. I've been watching Bath quite a bit recently, and like he's decent. If we want to talk, go back to the Bath Montpellier game. He is probably the difference. Zach Mercer, who's going to Montpellier? Funny, yeah, he's uh, yeah he's going to Montpellier because he's giving up on his England career, but he'll take the line. Twenty three. It's ridiculous. I, I, I put him in an article I wrote because he he really lost an absolute hidden gem there. And you're right, Falatoy's plays six because he's that good. Like he um, makes Falatau play out of position, who we've all kneeled on as our starting Lions eight. It's a great point, Zach. It's a really I, good like, point. It's it's not. He doesn't get the recognition he deserves. He's also twenty three. If I read that article about him correctly, twenty three. Eddie Jones, what is wrong with you? There's absolutely no doubt that Zach just is praying for a few men to go who Eddie hates. <laughs> Eddie just yeah. doesn't like. He wants he wants like four Englishmen that have just. Don't play for England. If you want to talk about, if you want to talk about an Ugu an Ugumonye, I think you said that right. Um, type of player like an O nine, where kind of yeah, play the odd England game, and then all of a sudden he's on the Lions. I think Zach Mercer. If we want to talk about a candidate for that role, if the role even exists, who knows? But hypothetically, I think Zach Mercer is your guy for that, or Sam Simmons, obviously. Before you start road. drilling us in the comments, like we are looking out the box here, we're purposely trying to think of people, yeah. and Zach Mercer is a shout, Zach. It is, and if you if you if you don't if you don't even if you think we're stupid saying that Zach Mercer shouldn't go when you're clearly not watching the English Premiership because he's on fire every single week, man of the match performance every single week sorry my rant is over um do you, harvey do you think it helps going back to underhill um <laughs> that he missed the six nations because he wasn't involved he can say to gatlin lad i'm not involved in that <laughs> i was not involved in that <laughs> ship and when i was on the ship we were on fire yeah we were up finalists we were the whole lot when he was a blessing in disguise that he's missed england's worst six nations in a long time <laughs> yeah that's a great point 
Could be. Honestly, it's not a bad shout. I, I doubt he's going to Gatland and going, lad, don't associate me with England whatsoever. I'm nothing to do with them. I don't think he's saying that, but um, I do think he'll... Look, Sam Hill speaks for himself. I do think he's only a bolter because of the injury problems he's had. Because in my opinion, if he doesn't have these injury issues, he is a dead set in the squad, no matter what. He's that good. We talk about Will Connors being a chopper and stuff like this. Will Connors is a potential bolter. Um, but yeah, yeah, true. Um, like Sam Hill's just got it all. Just got it all. And every time I say his name, I just think of that try, the disallowed try he scored against New Zealand. And it just makes me sad, but then also happy at the same time. Perfect as well for chopping those man mountains, your of Fs and all. He'll just chop all day. He's just a big he shark, is, isn't he? He just looks like a shark. If we <laughs> <laughs> if we were looking like players who are going to work in a system that, to defeat the All Blacks, we're not going on, or sorry, the Springbok, if we're not going on form, I think Sam Underhill is a real, real shout. It's interesting, like, the majority of our conversation has been spent on potential back rowers. There's just so much depth in the back row. It's insane. Yeah. I'll move it then to another position that's highly contested. Tens. Marcus Smith. A lot of people <laughs> have actually been calling. But if really? you're gonna... He got a card. Everyone, we, we heard the rumours about Gatlin sending out 50 cards or whatever it is to pay a pool that were in and around the setup that he wanted to just, you know, go to that next level. Marcus Smith's getting a card, in my opinion. He got one. <sighs> yeah, so, so what Harvey's on about there is Gatlin wrote a load of letters, apparently, and sent them out to people that are in the mix or that maybe aren't. That is what you call mind games right there. That is mind games. I rate that. I rate that highly, actually. <laughs> um, okay. But one thing, I think, being just pragmatic, Gregor Townsman is the attack coach. Finn Russell is nailed on the plane just because it's Gregor Townsend. Like, and especially, like, how bad... If you want to talk about boys who don't have a good relationship as it is in terms of their relationship history, Gregor Townsend is taking... Dragging Finn Russell, you know, saying to Gatlin, if you don't, he's tucking him in the bag, isn't he? He's tucking Um, him in the suitcase. I think Russell, Russell, because of Gregor going, really is now in the mix. I'll tell you one thing, T, in terms of starting, Dan Bigger, I'm calling it. I think Dan Bigger starts if Sax, well, especially if Saxon's injured and stays injured. Funnily Um, enough, Sack, I said that a couple of days ago. I was thinking the exact same thing. Honestly, like he is, he is world class 10. And the sort of ten I want playing it. I'll take him or Sexton. Like, um, I've been hearing a lot of things that now North's injured. That makes the call for Gatlin that he's going to go bigger ten, Farrell twelve, Henshaw thirteen, and just play solid, yeah, industrious. I can see that. I can see physical, that. defensive minded, and then just bomb voyage and get your big diffusers out wide. I have another here. I've just, I've just, I've got another one for you. Uh, also, I'm saying no to Marcus Smith. But Eddie Jones <laughs> wise up because he's quality. Also, Jack number one, another one that's too early. Just he's in that. He's too early. And but like him and Cam Redpath could well be ten and twelve for the Lions in four years. Um, get that also, clipped and get that saved, Harvey in the bank. Yes, yes. <laughs> you heard it here first. Cam Redpath compilation and, uh, of audacious clauses. Yeah, cool. Ugh, can't we speak audacious also, calls. No, this this hinges on a question, which this is this is my lack of up to date rugby knowledge. I do apologise to any listeners out there. This is a stupid question, but is Manny Tuolangi injured? Manny Tuolangi's come out and said that he's 
not putting, he's basically said, I'm not thinking about it. I'm going to Leinster. I'm just focused on getting myself fit again. I think he's going to come back. He's back literally when the tour is going to start. Oh, okay. Because Gat, Gats loves him, like, Nah, I think, yeah, I, you can't take someone that's injured and then he's doing a bit of rehab and then he's back for the first test. He could, all, I think... With all the controversy that's gone on as well about the whole premiership and not taking players, imagine then just taking an injured player and just hoping he gets yeah, fit in time. Like, it would be a bit... But if you were to take Lange. anyone that was injured, <laughs> anyone that was injured, you'd take... Lange that would get fit under her, but... It's true, it's true. Other, other one at Harlequins, which probably is a bit more realistic... Danny Kerr in form nine in the premiership and they're struggling four nines. None of us could barely pick a fair choice nine, like in terms of standout. And I think if you're going to actually go bolters, Danny Kerr isn't that stupid. Willie Hines. It's fair enough. It's totally like, it's, 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 it's interesting. Like Gatlin. Yeah. It just depends if he, he does rely on that kind of internet. But then again, international pedigree, Danny Kerr has played a lot of games for England. That's what um, I mean. It's it's not like you're putting in an experience, Marcus Smith, and it, it's just far too risky. Danny Kerr's been there, done that. He's in good form. Harlequins are flying. Not, no nines are standing out. He's playing well in the Premiership. He's playing top quality rugby. He's going to be for choice nine, like, but do you just take away Danny Kerr? Also, apparently, he likes a beer, so he'd be good in around the. Danny Kerr, Danny Kerr could be the squad man, you know, if we're if we're thinking like dynamics just on the on the tour, especially this year with with quarantines and bubbles and stuff. Um, you know, you could easily see it Connor Murray, Connor Murray, Gareth Davis, Danny Kerr instead of Ben Youngs. It could well be Connor Murray, Danny Kerr, someone I like it's just so hard to tell with the nines, isn't it? I think the only person nailed on is probably Connor Murray. Um and we Two said that in the pod. Monster. Two tries against Leinster last week. On yeah, fire. exactly. You know, so yeah. I mean, we could we could go all day with bowlers. I've just could, got a, I've got I've got final two from Leinster. Okay. Kelleher and my man Keenan. Uh, if he, if he takes Keenan, because oh, North side because North side. Nah, surely not. Surely Williams not. Is a, takes Williams as a winger. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm taking Williams as kind of that winger fullback anyway. Pretty sure to come off the bench, maybe. Um, oh, oh, nah, I don't know. Like, there's just so many other options out there. Like for me, based on my squad, I'm taking Johnny May. Um, he's proven he's quality player. Um, he's not. Are these far, are these a bit more realistic? Away. Are these a bit more realistic? He's They're honestly not. Of- it's not out of the equation, but it's just, it is, it's just kind of like, mm, who's I, more likely out of Keenan than Kelleher? Kelleher, I would Kelleher, say. Kelleher, just based on the fact that hookers is another thing where the third choice probably isn't nailed as. And what about someone like a George Turner from Scotland who probably is not nah. getting the height that he deserves? No, nah, no way. Solid, one of Scotland's top performers. I know his line were a bit off, but. If you're gonna if you take, one, take some ones, yeah. if you if you take one that's not really that good at throwing lineouts, and he's going to Lions tour to be a hooker to throw in the lineout, which I don't get why <laughs> hookers can't throw, but <laughs> Turner or Kelleher, like those both them, I think maybe one of them could go if he doesn't go for a kind Dickie or George. 
Yeah, it depends on whether or not if he's taking both or he's taking one. Um, then there's serious questions. But surely you're taking Rob Herring over Keller. I don't know. Keller's about to play in the European Cup semi, like, and if he rips it up against La Rochelle, he it's was true, so good true. against Exeter. He was very good in a big game. True, if he does, if he does go, it's because of his performance against Exeter. I'm telling you that, and we'll get Gal on the pod, and he'll tell me that. Telfer, you're right. Go, you Telfer, right? Yeah, so no no to both, Telf. No to both. There, we... there are some great shouts, though, there. There are some yeah, really yeah, good, there's... great shouts. And it is so, every, obviously, every four years, it is just so tight. I mean, there's always one position, which is a one, like, set of players, which is always oversubscribed. Back rows are definitely that this year. Um, any Scots we want to chuck in, just in, just so we don't, you know, we're out there yeah. before you guys are well, standing Chris up. Harris, Chris Harris is the classic. Um, now that North's injured. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, Chris North Harris. Is Chris, every, no, the Scots are going to be saying Chris Harris is a dead set now that North's out. A dead set. Yeah, Chris Harris, maybe. Um, yeah, it's just like, to be fair, Chris Harris could go just because of Gregor Townsend. Like, um, especially in bubbles and things like that, you need players you know. Um I don't think Gregor has too much of a say, to be honest. I think Gatlin gives sure? Gregor his squad and says, work with this. I gives him the pressure. attacking game plan and says, work with these players with this game plan. Okay. If it was Gregor's choice, Gregor would be the head coach. So, <laughs> like, he's obviously going to have a say, but ultimately, yeah. if he doesn't want to be there, Gatlin wouldn't have picked him. And if Gatlin's picked him and he just wants Scottish players there, then he's done the wrong decision. So, yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, it's, it's definitely a possibility. Um, it's definitely a possibility. But sure. Right. Final to wrap it up then. All of us, one, someone that hasn't been in your squad that you're just going to say is a bolter, that no one that would be kind of a headline. Obviously, you don't think it's going to happen. That's the whole point of a bolter, like a camera, but if a Marcus Smith or a, I don't, I think Sam Unreal is not even a bolter anymore. I think he's thinking he might go, um, or a Keenan or a Keller, someone that's come from nowhere and really is outside the box. For me, you've heard it. I've said it countless times. I'm still sticking to my word. Hugo Keenan is getting that announcement next Thursday, <laughs> and he is going. Well, fair. I respect it. I respect the audacity. Um, are we not allowed to say Sam Underhill because he's not in my squad? I'm just going to say Sam Underhill because I don't really know anyone else. I just don't want to. Dis- I just, if you're listening, Sam, I don't want to say that you're a bowler because you're an international rugby player. You're top of your game, but. Yeah, well, I know what you mean. We'll, we'll give you that. Under, I feel Underhill no kind of in that same category. Maybe maybe one that's like way out of left field and please tell me to shut up right now. But um, Ellis Genge. Yeah. Yeah, not, yeah. That's not, that's not, I don't think that's... Joe Marler. I like, I like, both of them are good shots, just especially Marler's been with Gatlin before and... No, I'll give you that. If you, want, if you want a midweek, if you want a midweek crack, you don't get any better than Joe Marler. So yeah, that's what true. you want as a third choice prop. It's true. It's true. It's like the whole Harlequins veterans, like. Yeah. <laughs> no, so Genge, Underhill, and um, Keenan with Marler as well. Now, I think we'll, we are spot on. There'll be one of these that go. We'll throw out a lot of names there, and one of those will stick, and we'll clip that up and say, we called it right, Lions, Bolter, <laughs> and more stuff. But. Thanks for dropping on again, boys, and cheers. And our next pod will be the reaction to the Lions squad. So please stay tuned for that. Um, We'll catch you next time. Cheers, boys. Mm